From the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the Senesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Senior Salute Radio. Senior Salute Radio is presented by the Estate and Asset Protection Law Firm of Victoria Collier. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Senior Salute Radio, brought to you, as you heard, by the Estate and Asset Protection Law Firm of Victoria Collier. I'm your host, Mike Salmon, alongside Victoria Collier, and Senior Salute Radio brings timely information to leading-age boomers and seniors addressing the issues of aging, caregiving, and maintaining quality of life. And, Victoria, today we're going to be discussing something a little different, the value of hemp CBD oils and medical marijuana. Did I get that all right? <laughs> you that, did. You that, did. That's, that's what exactly we're going to talk right. about today. That's so, exactly right. So, so how does that relate to seniors? Well, Mike, you know it's interesting. I went to see my mother's like high school reunion. Uh, it was like her, I don't know, sixty fifth high school reunion, and we stayed with our family and their farmers, and. Um, CBD was talked about at almost every conversation, um, and that's because CBD oils can help relieve pain both emotionally and physically, and many seniors have chronic pain due to various ailments, um, and so it's a very hot topic among seniors right now, but because of the stigma of pot or marijuana, uh, many of them won't discuss it openly until somebody else brings it up, but everybody's interested in finding out more, and that's why I wanted to have this special session just on that, so that way we can hopefully minimize the stigma and give some education as to the differences between hemp, CBD oils, and medical marijuana, and, and regular marijuana. <laughs> of course, and we're going to get into all that, but 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 you kind of touched upon it in a way. A lot of these seniors grew up their whole life. This is bad. This is bad. It's illegal. You can't do this. It's a whole change of mindset now, too. It is. It is. And what's interesting is that it crosses both sides of the political lines. And I know that we're coming into an election year. And, you know, I don't think I've ever gotten political on our show. And I'm not going today to today, other than to say that, you know, the current president signed the 2018 Farm Bill authorizing states to make growing hemp legal and also the use of medical marijuana legal for certain medical conditions. And in the state of Georgia, Governor Kemp signed the Georgia law, which becomes effective January 1st of 2020. Uh, So as of January 1st, 2020, Georgia will be able to start growing, processing, selling, and um, users using the various products. And so, you know, there's a lot of health benefits. And that's what I want to talk about today is how this helps our seniors and anybody, whether you're senior or not, with the various health uh, issues. All right. Well, this is going to be a learning experience for me as well. Before we get into all the health benefits, Victoria, share the difference between hemp, CBD oil, and medical marijuana. A lot of folks get confused. Is it the same? What's the difference? Talk about that. Well, they're definitely not the same, but it's interesting when um, I am out in the community, uh, and it doesn't matter the education level, it doesn't matter the profession the person's in. One of my best, best, best friends um, is a lawyer who I served in the Army with, 
And when I talked to her about this initially, her her biggest thing was, oh, yeah, great. The headlines are going to say two lawyers growing hemp, you know, <laughs> or involved in, in CBD, marijuana, except that she didn't use the real word. She said, you know, using marijuana. Um, and I was like, wait, it's not. So I do think that we should start off by, you know, clarifying what are the differences. So first and foremost, hemp is the actual cannabis plant okay um, so it's the thing that grows out of the ground it's got a stalk it has leaves it has buds and it has flowers and on those buds and flowers you've got um, oils that are produced that then become extracted and you can crush up the leaves you can smoke that kind of stuff and so hemp itself is just the plant, okay? Now, the other functional use that hemp, back in the United States in the early days, it was legal to grow it in the United States. I mean, it was one of the mainstay staple crops. In fact, George Washington um, was a huge hemp farmer. Um, and in fact, uh, I'm buying some property in Washington County, Georgia, which is named after George Washington. <laughs> um, so you see how things can go full circle sometimes. But um, so back then, though, it was used primarily for fiber. Um, and so fiber is used to make clothing, to uh, replace plastics. So there's cars right now that uh, the interior of the doors are made from hemp instead of plastic. Also, um, the rope, it's the strongest fiber and so the u.s naval hemp was the rope was the substance they used to make all their ropes way back in the day before growing hemp was not legal and so they were the biggest consumer of hemp was the u.s naval group then you had the whole you know uh war on drugs 1940s is when it became illegal um, because of the propensity for people to be able to use it for recreational use to get high um, and things like that. And so the hemp itself, though, is just the plant, okay? And there's different varieties based on whether you want to grow it for the oils that we're going to talk about mm -hmm. or whether you want to grow it for the fiber. So the plants look different depending on what you're growing them for, what purpose. So one of the biggest purposes uh, that you're that we're starting to hear everywhere and shops are opening up everywhere is for CBD. Yeah. And so you'll see the shops that say everywhere. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. CBD. And so what CBD is is it's currently the most known cannabinoid, and that's a hard word to say. So people say it really fast, cannabinoid. And uh, and and the CBD is oil that's extracted from the cannabis flower to produce oil that's then used as a, a nutritional supplement. So for example, right now you could go to a CBD store and either get the liquid itself, the oil, and like put a little drop on your tongue, or you can buy little gummies that have been injected um, with the CBD oil. Um, and there's many other ways. But people, you know, as you said, you know, you're seeing the stores just pop up everywhere. And sometimes people are afraid to go in because they think it's pot. Right. Um, and so it's almost kind of like, you know, you only go in after dark. <laughs> but the stores are set up like any other cosmetic line, you know, with the bottles, the different uh, name brands and things like that. And in fact, 
even Kroger, like I was in my Kroger not long ago, and in the pharmacy section, there was a big old advertising sign that says, we sell CBD products here. And it was your regular hand lotions, face lotions, shaving cream. Um, I mentioned shaving cream because when you think about the cosmetic lines, you think women, generally speaking. But I know a guy who um, has CBD oil in his shaving cream, and it just makes his face that much smoother and softer, especially for people who have, uh, or men who the hair starts to grow back inside, and then that can be very painful. This doesn't happen uh, when you're using, I guess, the, the shaving cream that has the CBD in it. CBD, though, is only one type of cannabinoid. There's a whole list of strains of that and CBD is just the first one that people have scientists have studied have used Uh, but now in the future so you're hearing it here first is that you're going to be hearing about other cannabinoids that have different letters attached to them so the next two that we're going to be hearing about are CBN and CBG Um, and each strain does something a little different and that's why we don't know much about all of them right now because they just don't know the the benefits to all of them yet but some of them are better for anxiety some of them are better for sleep some are specific or one i should say is specific to seizure disorders you really need to know the products too because i'm assuming if you go into these stores those are just hourly workers, I'm guessing, maybe not pharmacists per se. There's, there's a, some self-education that needs to go on. There is self-education because not and, and in any business, not everybody's created equal. Not everybody's product is quality. And so some people will take a product and say, this didn't do anything for me. Right. And so number one, you would say, well, was it the right kind of cannabinoid for what you're looking for? And two, was it a quality brand? That's what I'm thinking. Because this has now become legal every, in a lot of areas, people are rushing to market without it maybe being as good as it could be. Exactly. exactly. You want to be the first. First doesn't necessarily mean you're the best. Correct. And, um, and and they're rushing to market for the profitability of it, of course. And just, again, like any other business, some will cut corners and and their product won't be as, as quality. And so you'll hear some of the CBD owners of the stores. So most of them right now, or at least the ones I have gone into and met, the owners actually are in the stores. And there is actually a certification course on how to understand and know all the differences and the processing and all of that. And so the owners that do care, they're going to be telling you where they get their product from, meaning they've visited the farm itself. They see the plant as it's growing. They know the processing center and they've worked with, um, so in the, and then they know the company that is, you know, getting it processed into usable things. Now, the processing centers and the companies, the brands, those are the ones that then are, like, in labs creating the products. And so that's why it's so important to know actually the brand more so than the CBD shop itself. And I'm not going to endorse any brands here. Um, <laughs> but I would say definitely do your homework. Unless they um, want to be a sponsor of the show, then no, I'm just that's kidding. That's right. Well, just when kidding. I start growing my hemp, then, uh, you know, we'll talk some more. And gotcha. then we'll be talking brand specific. <laughs> um, but what's also important to really know about the CBD, though, I think more than anything else, is that you can get CBD 
that does not have THC in it and CBD that has THC. And so these are a lot of acronyms going on. And so let's talk about THC first, and then I'll say why that's important to know for CBD. So THC is the main active ingredient in cannabis, so the plant, and it's called tetrahydrocannabinol. And um, so basically it means it gets you high. (laughs) So that's the chemical in the stalk that gets you high, okay? And so it's actually technically a crystalline compound, and when the levels of that compound increase, that's when you get marijuana, that's when you start, when you use it, have your psychedelic effects. Um, And so I've heard it explained in this way, a visual, is that when uh, when you have a product that has THC in it, you feel the effects from your eyes up. Okay, so your brain is affected. You start, you know, feeling differently, seeing things differently, thinking differently. That's where many of your artists are most creative. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, let's just bring it down to reality. Um, But when you have CBD, you still can feel effects, but it's basically from the eyes down. So it's your body feels more relaxed. You don't have the anxiety in your stomach like before, okay? So it doesn't alter your brain at all from a feeling perspective. It's, it's really a feeling from the, from the eyes down, okay. okay? And so there are CBD products that have no THC in them, and there are CBD products that have a small amount of THC in them. And so when I was looking for some CBD gummies the other day, like gummy bears, um, I was specifically looking for CBD oil or CBD gummies that did not have THC in them because I have children at home and I did not want them to have anything that had THC in it. And so I went to the store owner and this is where you were asking the question, do they know anything? Mm -hmm. Well, they better know their product. And so first of all, there was the store owner and then there was an assistant. I was speaking to the assistant and I said, look, what's the difference on these two bottles that look exactly the same where one says broad spectrum and the other one says full spectrum, okay? And so what broad spectrum means is it's CBD with no THC in it and full spectrum means that it has a little bit of THC. The THC is going to take away some pain, you know? Um, The CBD is just going to make you relaxed. Okay. (laughs) Does that make sense? In layman's terms? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's the difference between hemp is the plant, CBD is oils that um, you can either take direct or infused in other types of products like lotions or gummies. The CBD may have THC or it may not have THC, and THC is the chemical that makes you feel high. And then lastly, we have medical marijuana. And so medical marijuana... Which is probably the most... People are probably most familiar with that. Right. Because that's what um, has been talked about all over the place as far as uh, the biggest effects for people with certain conditions to be relieved of. And so medical marijuana, how it differs from the others is it really just has a much higher concentration of THC than CBD does. 
uh, nonetheless, it's extremely regulated by the government, and not everybody can qualify for medical marijuana. For example, I could not qualify for medical marijuana, um, even if I thought it was good for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to be on a list. You have to register to be on the list. Your doctor has to do that with you. Um, and then you have to also have certain conditions before you can even get on the list. Gotcha. Okay, so when it comes to CBD, Victoria, and medical marijuana, what are these products primarily used for now that we understand the difference? Well, CBD specific is, and of course, nobody can guarantee that any of this stuff works, okay? And traditional doctors will say there's not enough evidence or studies to show that it does anything. Which is a disclaimer for just about every prescription out there anyway. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and the studies do show is that there's also no negative effects to it as well. Um, and I'll talk about that in a second. You, but you might get the munchies, though. I don't know about the CBD. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> um, so CBD, why people primarily take it, is to sleep better at night, to uh, reduce anxiety, depression, PTSD, so, you know, a lot of veterans may benefit from that. And veterans are not the only people with PTSD. I understand that. Um, Memory uh, loss. And I was on a, um, so on Facebook, there's different groups on Facebook. And there's one specific to dementia, uh, people with uh, family members, caregivers of people with dementia. And people with dementia are on there as well. And I actually, there was a posting on there from someone that said that they are taking the CBD full spectrum. Um, and it has worked so much better than the memory medications that their doctor had been prescribing. Um, so people are taking it for that. Arthritis pain and any other kinds of body joint pain. Mm -hmm. So that's CBD. Um, For medical marijuana, it primarily is for extreme pain. Um, And so, again, you have to be on a registry for this. And I've got a list, and I can certainly read out that list because it's kind of long, but I think it's important for people to understand what kind of conditions you would need to be to be on the registry, okay? Uh, So your physician would recommend it and assist in, and actually there's an application for that. Then the card costs $25 to have a registry card, which you have to hold on, you know, have to keep with you at all times Mm -hmm. if you have the medical marijuana with you. Okay. And even then you can only have up to a certain amount with you at any time. And the problem, Mike, that we've had in Georgia is that people in Georgia could get on the registry, but then you couldn't buy it anywhere in Georgia. And so you had to go out of state to buy it. And then the question is, are you creating, are you committing a crime by crossing state lines with right, it? Right, right. <laughs> you what know, I, I mean, so it's like, okay, this is, you know, it's kind of like those government programs where they're like, yay, we're going to, you know, uh, waive all the student loans for federal employees, but then they don't put the money in the budget to do it. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of like this. Yes, you can have it, but you can't get it. Um, but now, starting in January, people can get it in you know, in Georgia. We don't have to move to Colorado start. or move to another state. Right, right. So the kinds of things on the list are cancer that is in stage or the treatment procedures related um, to the illness um, cause nausea, vomiting. Um, ALS, which is like, which is Lou Gehrig's disease, seizure disorders related to diagnosis of epilepsy or trauma-related head injuries, multiple sclerosis, 
Crohn's disease, mitochondrial disease, Parkinson's disease. And again, that's when the diagnosis is severe or at end stage. And so Parkinson's disease is one of those that's a presumptive um, from Agent Orange for people who are in Vietnam. And so we're seeing a lot more of Parkinson's disease. And even people who weren't in Vietnam, you know, there's a whole host of people who have Parkinson's. Sickle cell disease, Tourette's syndrome, autism spectrum disorder, when the person is 18 years of age or more, or if the patient is less than that, but diagnosed with severe autism. So the parent can get it on their behalf. There's a condition that I'm not sure what it is called epidermolysis bullosa. (laughs) So if you have that, you might want to get on the list. Alzheimer's disease. Now that's a big one, Mike. You know, I mean, in my elder care practice, and when you say, what does hemp and CBD and medical marijuana have to do with seniors? Well, a large number of our clients have Alzheimer's disease um, or dementia of some sort, which could be characterized as Alzheimer's disease, and certainly Parkinson's. Uh, another is AIDS, um, peripheral neuropathy. If a person is in hospice, whether inpatient or out of patient, so I can't tell you how many hospice companies there are across the United States, but every single one of them could benefit by being on the registry. And this could be something that's used in addition to or instead of, for example, morphine, you know, if it helps them. Absolutely. Um, intractable pain. So that's what I was saying is you don't necessarily have to have a diagnosis, but intractable pain that is obviously intractable, you know, um, so people with chronic pain. Like, let's say you had a car accident. Right. And now your back's all messed up, and there's just nothing they can do for that. You might fall within that. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, the people that I do know that are on medical marijuana for many of these or other reasons, they swear by it. It really does work. You know, you don't get that, that passion sometimes from, from other prescriptions. Absolutely. It, it really does seem to work when you talk to the people that are using it. Well, and not only does it seem to work, there are like no side effects other than the munchies. Um, <laughs> you know, unlike many of your traditional prescriptions, there's huge side effects. And so this is where I was going to tell you, I'll get back to, and that is I was at the Atlanta Urban League um, town hall meeting a few weeks ago, and they were having a town hall meeting on this very topic. And Dr. April Spencer, um, who is a surgeon in town, and she said that, uh, first and foremost, so I'm quoting her, I'm not a doctor, and I don't know near this science like um, they do, but she said, first and foremost, which is incredible to me, is that our body already has a natural receptor to accept the chemical compound of CBD or hemp or whatever. Uh, Meaning that, you know, if I were to draw a diagram for you, you know, there's like little blocks that fit together. So we already have half of that. And the other compound from the hemp plant is the other half that just fits naturally in there. She said that for our bodies to have a natural receptor for that, that our, you know, as evolution goes, that we had to have as a species been ingesting it for millions of years. Um, Otherwise, our bodies wouldn't have that receptor. And so our bodies do have the receptor. And so also, she does not prescribe the 
stuff right now, but she has lots of clients on it that, you know, because she um, does surgery. And so other doctors are prescribing it. She's recommending it for their general doctors because she's a specialist to prescribe it. Not in one case has she ever seen someone, first of all, become addicted. Mm -hmm. And number two, that it has had any effect with any other medication that they're taking or have side effects. Like I said, it's like a, it's a natural supplement, like flaxseed is a natural supplement. You know, it's not an artificial supplement that we're putting in our bodies. Right, right. Well, that list you gave, that's quite an amazing list. And I bet there's a lot of folks out there who could be on the list but don't even know they can be on it or don't even know about it. Or they're afraid to be on the list because of the quote-unquote stigma attached with marijuana. Right. And I think that's going to be the case for a while. You know, we talked about that before is just that, you know, with the advertising, many people are using the hemp leaf which is the same as the marijuana leaf. And so when you see the marijuana leaf, you think, oh, I don't want anything to do with that because of our religion that we were raised in or our household or you name it, people have objections. And so we've got to change that perspective. The other thing I think that's um, emerging is really two different paths. One path is all focused on health, okay, the things that we're focusing here on today, which how can these products be useful to us to help us from a health standpoint. The other path, Mike, is that same product, meaning same hemp plant, same, you know, CBD or THC, but going down the recreational path. So you'll have some people who are smoking hemp leaves without the THC. So it's not marijuana, but it still smells like it. It still looks like it and all of that. And so that's, I think, going to continue with the stigma a bit, even though you can't get high from it. From the eyes up, mm-hmm. you still feel something from the eyes down, which is why people are attracted to it. Right. But those are going to be marketed separately, I think, in time, because you either have people who say, okay, I don't believe in recreational use of marijuana, but I do believe in not being in pain. And then there's that whole other camp that says, hey, as long as you're doing your own stuff in your private house and, you know, it doesn't hurt anybody, then it doesn't matter. Okay. I personally believe that within three to five years, recreational use of actual marijuana is going to be illegal federally. And I think in 10 years, all of this is going to be like alcohol after prohibition was lifted. Right. So... Yeah, it's amazing. You've got to change a mindset that's been set for many, many years. You know, you've educated me a lot on the show, and you've obviously educated yourself so passionately lately. Why the passion for this all of a sudden? Well, Mike, you know, it feels all of a sudden because it's it's becoming legal here in Georgia. And I haven't had a passion for marijuana, I can tell you that. <laughs> Never. But it's always been my personal mission and my professional mission to help people live and die without emotional or physical pain. And I think that this is exactly what's going to be able to do that, that never before we've had the opportunities in the same way. Um, So that's number one. It just aligns with what my purpose in life is. Secondarily, the benefits of growing hemp in our soil, what a lot of people don't know as well, is that it actually regenerates the soil. And it's at a negative carbon effect on our our world, our environment. And I have two small kids, as you know. And I'm looking at their future, too. And if there's something I can do or be part of or at least educate people on how my children will live a better, healthier life, 
then all the better. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that's what hemp does. I was at a Georgia Tech hemp conference just right before Thanksgiving. And there was this entire contingent from Waycross that came to that conference. And why they were there was that in Waycross, their water contamination is just horrible. Like kids getting cancer all over the place. It's a whole Aaron Brockovich kind of thing. And they were there at Georgia Tech to try to urge people to grow hemp to basically clean up the soil, you Mm know. Um, So it's not all about getting high and it's not all about feeling good. It's about regenerating our earth um, as well. And to that extent as well, you know, I used to be a carpenter. And, you know, if we can start using hemp instead of plastic, you know, just think it's it's biodegradable. Right. It can once we clean up our oceans, it can completely, you know, prevent us from going back into that kind of world where our whales have, you know, 10 tons of plastic inside of them and they're all dying. We need the whales, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um so that's the other thing. And then lastly, I'm most 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 excited because as I think I alluded to earlier is that I'm buying a farm. Um, and we are going to use it for these purposes uh, to regenerate uh, the soil, to also uh, be able to provide products that can help people with their emotional and physical pain. But also it's something I can do with my kids. It's not just telling them things are important, but it's actually putting it in practice. And so it's very important to me. Wow, that's great. Well, Victoria, as we get close to the end of the show, we've talked about the CBD stores popping up everywhere. You mentioned that you even saw in your own Kroger that the CBD is available there. Are there other places where it's available? And also medical marijuana, where would that be available at? Well, certainly the CBD products are becoming very mainstream. Uh, You can hardly walk on a corner in, I was going to say in a city, um, but like I said, when I was in Illinois on the, um, with, at my mom's farm, I was, we're in a tiny, tiny, tiny town, right. and there's a shop right there. <laughs> I'm like, if it's here, then it's everywhere. But as far as the medical marijuana, the person really needs to see their doctor and have their doctor help them get on the registry and get a prescription by the physician, and then they have to go that path. As we wrap things up, for those that would like to reach out to you about senior care, elder law, things like that, what's your phone number and your website? Right. And I do want to say it would be for senior care and elder law. I'm not going to give any information right. specific on CBD. That's why I want to be specific uh, about yeah, that. If thank you, you. Don't call her to ask her questions about this. <laughs> no. But. So our phone number is 470-235-7848. That's 470-235-7848. And our website is elderlawgeorgia.com. All right, Victoria, I want to remind our listeners that you have been tuned in to Senior Salute Radio. It's a bi-monthly show bringing timely information for leading-age boomers, and it's available 24-7 online by visiting businessradiox.com. Then select the Gwinnett Studio and then click on Senior Salute. I want to thank our listeners. We salute you.